Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. I am so eager to welcome Keith Lockhart back to our show. It was a pleasure speaking with you last year. I'm happy to speak with you again. Uh, this is the conductor of the Boston Pops Holiday Tour and the Boston Pops in general. Hi, Keith. Hi, Ashley. How are you? I'm doing great. Even better now that you're here. I can hear sleigh bells already. <laughs> well, we are getting ready. We are madly uh, doing preparations back here in Boston for the beginning of our 2022 holiday pop season, which will feature in total 35 concerts in the hall and uh, four concerts out in some of our favorite regional venues, which of course, first and foremost among them, the beautiful Hanover Theater in Worcester, Mass. I know you are no stranger to Worcester or the Hanover Theater. It is always a really, really wonderful response whenever we announce that you're coming back once again. Um, so I know that the Boston Pops Holiday Tour is a major fan favorite, and it's not hard to see why. <laughs> Everyone uh -huh. loves this uh, loves this concert, right? <laughs> well, we're really we're really proud of what it has become over the years. It really has expanded and grown, and also really made itself kind of an iconic fixture in holiday preparations around this New England area. There are so many people who come up and tell me that it's just central to their celebration. And that's a thrill, but also kind of an awesome responsibility because we want to make sure that it continues to feel that way for all of our audience. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically a holiday tradition at this point. Um, you know, for, for many families. Um, so I'm I'm a little curious, Keith, what is your holiday tradition? I know the tour is one of them, but uh, <laughs> what else is in there? Well, my holiday tradition has gone by the wayside over the last 27 years or so because, um, well, I, I basically work from, uh, you know, Thanksgiving to five o'clock on Christmas Eve. Uh, and there's very little break in between that. And so my my very uh, understanding family has had to deal with the fact that I'm I'm not available for a lot of those uh, those things that everybody does during the month of December. Uh, we do identify a night that I don't have um, a, a performance, and sometimes it is only one night to make sure we can go out and get the tree on that night because Dad, of course, has to be able to haul the tree in the house. And uh, and but our holiday traditions really begin um, at five o'clock on December 24th. My family comes to our final concert in Symphony Hall and uh, then we usually go out to eat because everybody's too tired to cook at that point. And then we have a wonderful family uh, celebration on Christmas Day. And then we usually go somewhere far, far away on the 26th. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, a nice, a nice holiday island, perhaps. <laughs> uh, either that or a holiday, uh, a holiday ski destination. We love to go up into New England and enjoy. You know, Christmas. Uh, I grew up in upstate New York, and for me, Christmas means snow and cold, and uh, somehow being on the beach just doesn't quite feel right. Though we have done that. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I love New England, and I love that that special winter charm. I feel like if I didn't get to see the leaves turn in that first, you know, winter snow, I think I would really be sad. I would really miss it. <laughs> well, stay here then. Yeah, yep, <laughs> I certainly will. Um, and, you know, I, I am so honored to be speaking with you because I know that 2020 marked your 25th anniversary as the conductor of the Boston Pops. So I think that I, even though you've probably been getting those congratulations for a few years now, um, I just wanted to really highlight that. That is an incredible feat that includes over what, 2,000 performances, uh, 45 national tours, so many cities. Um, 
And so I, I think that it's really amazing, um, you know, that what you've built, um, what you've done with the, with the Boston Pops, it really is um, incredible. And it, like we said, it's become a, a holiday staple. And so I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious, did you, when you first signed up to be a part of the Boston Pops, did you see the magic that was going to be building here? Oh, well, I think, uh, well, did, did I see all of this uh, when I first took the job in 1995? Uh, well, no, of course not. I mean, I was barely 35 years old and I don't think any 35 year olds their life, you know, a quarter century into the future. I did know it was a long-term commitment uh you know it's one of those things that the organization put a lot into to you know make me visit conductor of the boston pops and i knew it wasn't going to be it was going to be you know at least a 10-year commitment but who knew 27 years later we'd be having this conversation i have to say by the way that 2020 was a pretty lousy year in which to have your 25th anniversary celebration because we didn't do any concerts <laughs> it was <laughs> we didn't do any concerts in 2020 uh but it is thrilling to be um, back and performing for live audiences again. And I'm so glad we're on the other side, apparently, of that hill. Yeah, you're still doing that victory lap. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an extended 25th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, I think that's totally fair. <laughs> um, so in those 25 years, I have to imagine that you have a favorite part of the Holiday Pops concert, um, but has it changed over the years? And if it hasn't, what, what has been your favorite? Well, it's, uh, it's, it sounds like a cop-out answer perhaps, but I always love, you know, everything we do because I get to design this concert of a lot of my favorite things, you know, hoping that uh, other people will find them, you know, as wonderful as I do. Uh, and there's a lot of great classical Christmas moments that I have performed with the orchestra over the years. There are a lot of, wonderful new uh, narrated pieces that we've added to the um, repertoire of the holiday pops, including a uh, full-scale rendition of A Christmas Carol and uh, the original Christmas story and How the Grinch Stole Christmas and all of those wonderful things. Uh, um, but I think, you know, in a recurring sort of way, my favorite moment is uh, the sing-along because I think one of the things that really says volumes about the holiday season is um, it's a time when a whole audience full of people who would never sing in public at any other time during the season, uh, you know, open their mouths and break forth in song uh, with the Boston Pops. And that's a thrilling, a thrilling thing. And I think a very good thing. I wish we all sang together a little more. Yeah, good point. And I mean, not to mention, you have Santa on speed dial. He takes his break from this very busy holiday season to come and poke his head into the Holiday Pops concert. Um, and so will we will we see Santa again this year? Uh, Santa, I don't think would miss a Boston Pops concert. I have to say that, you know, it's been great. It's been a great advantage to me having young children who are just about getting to the, the far end of that. I they know that I have a personal relationship with Santa. I mean, there are pictures of the two of us together. And uh, that's been very handy in the holiday season in terms of talking to my kids about uh, behavior and cleaning up their supper dishes and things. So, <laughs> uh, you know, of course, Santa will make an appearance. And actually, Santa is more than making an appearance this year. He has a, a wonderful um surprise uh, in tucked away in his Christmas bag, uh, something that I think the audience is just going to be delighted by. 
Ooh, now I'm extra excited. I can't wait to see what he's bringing. Um, but speaking of special guests, I also wanted to mention that Worcester native and soprano Jane Shivik is going to be a featured soloist in this tour. I think that's amazing. That is, it's really a wonderful thing for us. Jane is a wonderful lady and a real major musical talent. And she has over, she's been appeared with the Pops for at least two of our seasons in Symphony Hall over the years. And uh, she pointed out that she was from Worcester and uh, that uh, she would really like to be able to appear for the hometown crowd. And uh, we said, that's a great idea. So we're featuring Jane in the first half singing Oh Holy Night. And she'll be joining us later on in the program as well. Yeah, uh, we we especially love Jane. She was a member of our um, Hanover Theater Conservatory faculty for a very long time. So we are so excited to welcome her back to our theater. We miss her so much. Uh, so we're excited to have her back for the holiday season. It's going to be great. That's great. It's all about reunions with family and friends, right? That's what it's all about. And, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. If if you're kind of not home for the holidays, you're out on a job or something, I think that seeing a show and bonding with people over a love for the holidays and attending a sing-along, I think would be a really great remedy for that, for that, you know, missing home feeling. You know what I mean? I do. If we could just get everybody to sing one song, we'd be in a lot better place. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's like that line in, uh, in Elf, the uh, the the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, yeah, if we could get Will Ferrell to put on a costume and make an appearance, we'd do that too. Yeah, I mean, he was just in Worcester filming movies, so he should certainly come back and reprise his role. That would be that would be really incredible. <laughs> But uh, we can't wait for the Boston Pops to return to the Hanover Theater on December 2nd. That is coming up so quickly. It is just around the corner. So if you want to get your tickets, head to thehanovertheater.org. Theater spelled with an R-E. We'll see you on December 2nd at 8 p.m. And uh, Keith, do you have any parting words for our audiences today? Just that we can't wait to be with you guys again. And uh, we're so appreciative of all the love that we've been shown by, by the Hanover Theater audience over the years. And uh, hey, we'll be back there really soon. Happy holidays and just have a wonderful season. We're counting down the minutes, Keith. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Scenes. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes with the Hanover Theater. My name is Sarah Garofalo, and today, even though it's oh so cold outside, we're talking about spring conservatory classes. Our spring conservatory classes are on sale as of today, Friday, November 25th, and we can't wait. I am so excited to be joined today by one of the Hanover Theater Conservatory's wonderful instructors, Rob Gibbs. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. We're very excited to have you on today. Rob has quite the impressive resume. So before we dive into classes at the conservatory, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in performing arts and how you got your start? Of course, absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, I actually started, uh, I'm originally from Arkansas, a really small town. Um, 
Uh, I started very, very young with classical piano lessons, actually. So I'm classically trained in piano. And then somewhere around middle school, I believe it was, started taking uh, private and classical voice lessons. And then um, I really got the bug uh, when I was in high school, uh, very uh, ninth grade high school from a theater camp and found out that I loved dance just as much as I loved um, the other two genres that I um, was currently being trained in and started uh, dance lessons. And that kind of took over my life for, for quite a while, but still maintained my other, my other subjects as well. Um, after high school, I graduated from high school in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I moved to New York City in 2007 to attend the American Musical and Dramatic Academy of New York, um, otherwise known as AMDA where um, I stayed with the conservatory. When I graduated, started working immediately. I was very lucky, very privileged to, um, to not be in a union immediately after school and to be able to work um, what we call non-EC around the United States and in Canada, um, musical theater, uh, straight plays, all kinds of wonderful things. Got to do uh, an off-Broadway show. I got to do a really wonderful concert in New York City by um, an organization called, um, trying to remember what their name is, uh, New York City Dance Makers, where they um, bring back to life all old uh, movie musical numbers, or even some original TV show numbers, like from the Lawrence Welk show, um, from some pretty historic, famous performers of that time period. Um, and then since then, my partner and I decided that we wanted a little bit of space from living in New York City. So we moved to Worcester in March of this year, um, which has been a really huge change, but we're closer to his family. Clearly we have much more space than we did in our New York City apartment. Um, so we're loving it. And I'm super lucky to be able to only be a couple minutes away from the Hanover Theater. Um, even before I started working at the Hanover, I was uh, going to see shows and then I found out there was the conservatory. And then, you know, of course, looking into it even more, found out that they needed some new instructors for the fall season, which we're currently in, and was lucky enough to be hired on by um, Megan and Jennifer and uh, Sharon in the dance and the drama department. They were very open about um, having someone kind of bridge that gap at some point. And it's been an absolute dream since since I've started there and I've loved every second of it. Oh, that's so awesome. And you really do have quite the background and it's, it's so interesting to learn about. Um, and we're really glad to have you here. Um, little known fact, you are actually my tap teacher for Adult Tap on Thursdays. Yes. Um, me and the communications and creative coordinator Ashley Prince are in your class and we love it. We highly recommend. Um, yeah, but I love you guys, we have a lot of fun. We work really hard, but at the end of it all, I, I think that it's a, a really informative and fun environment that I've created for you guys and that you also are willing to take in some of those new experiences. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a, it's been really fun so far, and I think that um, it's a great example of being able to teach an old dog new tricks. You know, um, I I know a lot of people get their dance start really early on in life, like you. Um, so it's it's nice that these classes are offered for adults, and we have instructors like you to 
be patient and teach them everything they need to know. But speaking of instructors, I wanted to ask you if you had any instructors growing up that inspired you to become a teacher. Oh, of course. Yeah, I, we had um, the studio, the dance studio that I grew up um, taking classes in and eventually before I left to go to New York was also student teaching at um, the studio director or the owner um, was so, so welcoming to uh, so many new instructors. Um, it was in Memphis, Tennessee. So uh, it's a huge tour. They have a huge tour house there, kind of like Hanover does here or like um, the Opera House in Boston. Um, so there were constantly tours coming through and those ensemble members, right, um, you know, they're in a new place and sometimes they just want to be able to make a little bit of extra money. So everybody got to benefit from it and they would come into the studio and teach master classes. And sometimes we would do it every week. So, you know, that studio director was so inspiring and so, um, so loving and caring. She was also my cousin um, that I'm, when I left home as a junior in high school to be able to dance with her studio, I lived with her for a couple of years. So uh, she did everything that she could to help further my performance career. She drove me to, to voice lessons as well at a, at a nearby city um, or kind of a borough of, of Memphis. Um, allowed me to also teach classical piano at her studio and um, and just was just a huge inspiration you know and I, I had a, a ton of wonderful teachers growing up my piano teacher Miss um, Pam was also a really really awesome uh, music teacher at our school growing up so I got to take chorus with her um, you know got to have one-on-one -on -one personal playing uh, piano lessons with and then she also invited me to come in and play piano for um, her choral classes so it yeah I was surrounded by art and surrounded by the love of art for for so so many years growing up which I think was so inspirational for me I love that and I I hope that the Hanover Theater Conservatory can act as that for the next gen generation of performers and dancers um but as you know, we have a lot of different classes offered in our conservatory. Um, and like I said, our spring classes go on sale today, Friday, number, November 25th. Um, there's something for everybody, acting, singing, dancing, design classes, technical classes. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the classes you're teaching currently and some of the classes you'll be teaching in the spring? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on that note about the opportunities that the Hanover offers, it really is kind of mind blowing that, that there's that, those kind of opportunities, you know, it, it's, it's simple enough. Uh, well, not that simple for, I'm sure from a, from a background standpoint to be able to have the offerings just of singing, dancing, and acting, but the, the Hanover also has, you know, a, a really impressive costume lab downstairs that they're able to, to have those kinds of classes. And then the tech lab that's, that's also downstairs, it's really super, super impressive. And that some of these kids and adults may not be able to get anywhere else, right? Because, um, because they're so fortunate to get it at the Hanover. I know some schools, you know, even performing arts schools, high schools don't even have some of those things from uh, either from monetary restrictions or just from having those kinds of instructors. So I hope that the, the local community here 
is really able to to take part in it and to and to be able to benefit from it. But the classes that I teach, um, I currently teach on Mondays. I teach creative drama one and two, and then teen acting one. And I I I think I got really lucky because I have such incredible students that are really eager and and uh, they're eager to learn, but they're also eager to be in class. You know. I try and create a really a really strong sense of community and uh, ensemble working in class because there's you know you can anyone could get on stage and be able to to deliver an entire monologue or to sing a solo or to do a tap solo but to be able to act in and around other people is also a skill that that has to be learned and has to be fine-tuned. Um, so so those are really wonderful Monday classes that I have totally fallen in love, fallen in love with with all of my students. Um, Thursdays I teach, I teach a really wonderful little tap private that the Hanover also offers for students to to be able to sign up with our faculty. If they feel like they want to have a little bit more one-on-one -on -one focus, so that's really awesome to be able to do. I teach um, a theatrical tap class to some uh, some older high school students, and these students are a little more advanced, so they really uh, they come in ready to learn. They're eager, you know. We we learn in that class um, some original Broadway choreography that I have in my back pocket from from all of my previous resume credits in there. So that is also really fun because the, the facility in each of our rooms has a projector. So I get to show my students um, what it looks like uh, from YouTube videos that this is the number that they, that they did on Broadway. At this point in the show, this is where the actors are in their, you know, in their journey in the show itself. And here's the number, here's what it means. And then we learn original Broadway choreographer from either Michael Bennett or from, um, from Randy Skinner from the revival of 42nd Street because he was in the original 42nd Street um, that Gower Champion choreographed. So that's really awesome to be able to bring that. And then of course I have your class, Sarah, afterwards, which is the adult tap one, which I have absolutely fallen in love with all of those students. You know, some are beginners, some have taken tap before, but not since college. You know, I have some, I have some students that are musicians. So they play, they play musical instruments and they wanted to be able to see if they could do uh, the musicality part, but with a body, you know, with their body rather than with their hands of playing a cello or playing the piano, which is really awesome. And then on Saturday, um, Saturday mornings, I have three classes back to back. I have uh, imaginative play, which is, I believe is the youngest age group that we teach at uh, in the drama department, um, followed by folk and fairy tales. And then the third one is world explorers. They're each three super different genres and um, kind of uh, ranging in like a two-year uh, age group per each one and it progressively gets older each time. Um, but it's so it's so wonderful because Sharon, our, the head of our drama department has created a curriculum, which is awesome for me to be able to get to follow, but to also be able to teach such different parts of the, the acting genre, specifically in our world explorers, you know, uh, two weeks ago, we were learning about um, Asian culture and theater and and those kinds of 
stems, right? And then three weeks before that, we were doing Grecian and Roman theater, talking about where the where acting and theater itself originated. And then this past week, we started medieval and Renaissance, which is completely different and and has really, I think, sparked uh, sparked such a new interest in our students in, just in that class alone. So uh, the offerings are are so bountiful and just so interesting and can be super specific or can also just be open and open-minded, right? So I, I don't teach them, but they're improv classes at, at um, the conservatory. And I know those teachers and I know how talented and educated they are and what they must be bringing to these kids is, is super special and really important for whether they decide to pursue uh, the performance arts or if they just need it to be able to do better with public speaking or to be able to get out of their comfort zone to do something that maybe is a challenge for them, right? To be able to speak in front of their friends in school, which is also a really, a really hard but specific thing to, to learn and a skill set to kind of fine tune in on. As a first year conservatory student, I can confidently say it's been a very, very fun experience and has taught me a lot about myself and about performing arts in general. But before we wrap it up, do you have any final parting words? I don't think so. No, I, I, I think the only thing is that, you know, I, like I said earlier, I feel really, um, really welcomed into the community. You know, I also, for the conservatory, they have a youth acting company there that Megan, the, the producer and the director of the entire conservatory, was really, really kind to be able to allow me to direct. Um, so I got to see something that are that are students that are more than likely going to be pursuing this as a career. I got to work with those students that are, that are really interested in, in, in focusing in on the performance value and the technical aspects, you know. So I think I, I think even in just a short amount of time, you know, I only started there in September. Here we are at the end of November. Um, I, I'm welcoming, you know, my students into a community. I'm being welcomed into a community. I just, I, I feel really lucky. Um, and I, and like I said, I hope that the, that the community also is, is able to enjoy and to pursue all of these these things that the conservatory and the Hanover Theater itself, right, that's connected to the conservatory, that you're able to be able um, to enjoy and to to embody sometimes. You know, the even the Hanover Theater itself, the shows that they're that they're bringing in are are incredible. They're huge productions. The theater itself is stunning on the inside. So I think I you know I think just my takeaway just from this this talk, Sarah, is is just how thankful I am for the opportunity to be able to do what it is that I love to do and spread that kind of knowledge and that love of the performing arts to my students. Well, that's so sweet. And we are also very lucky to have you. So thank you for your time today. Um, once again, our spring conservatory classes are officially on sale as of today. You can see all of our conservatory classes online at thehanovertheater.org forward slash conservatory. And I urge you all to take a look because like I said, there's something for everybody of all ages. Um, and Rob, thank you again for joining me today. Everyone else, thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week.